Hey everyone, just as a frame of reference, uh, we recorded this discussion of Season 1, Episode 21 of Everwood in March 2021. We are releasing it in December 2021, uh, when the Supreme Court here in the United States is currently on the cusp of deciding whether to reverse Roe v. Wade. So it's timely, but uh, yeah, just wanted to give a sense of when we were having this discussion uh, in relation to when the episode is dropping in the Everwood Neverwooden feed, which I still have a hard time believing uh, actually exists, and that some folks are actually listening to us. Uh, so <laughs> thank you. Um, and yeah, here's the abortion episode, everybody. Enjoy. You know, jeez. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Woo. How many other sound effects can we make about that episode? Yowza. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hubba, hubba. Uh oh. Wait, no? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, porn. The porn part. No, the the abortion part. Oh hubba, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the Colin dying part. I hope he's dying. I hope he's dead. I'm disappointed though because he was seizing, so that means he's not going to actually die. Lame. He's just going to be in another coma, or the parents every, are going to be like <laughs> every season of everyone is a new coma. Yeah, for Colin. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> they were, the original name for the show was Evercoma, but um, Coma they, had, they decided it was going to spoil it too much if they called it Evercoma. All right, recording. Here we are. We're so ready. Abortion. Evercoma. Um. <laughs> How do we do this right. again? <laughs> do, do you have to do this one in a minor key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of the subject matter of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, welcome to Everwood Never Wouldn't podcast, <laughs> where I, Adam Lover, make my friends Eric and KT watch and discuss with me the first season of the hit early 2000s WB teen slash family drama Everwood. Tonight's episode, season one, episode 21, entitled episode 20 written by greg berlanti and vanessa taylor directed mm. by david petrarca 
Original air date, May 5th, 2003. Official episode description. <laughs> Abortion, yo. It's whack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not what it says. It says she's teenaged, pregnant, and scared. Kate's situation and the passions that deeply divide Everwood compels doctors Brown and Abbott to confront their own convictions and experiences. This is it, y'all. This is the abortion episode. This you is... all knew it was coming, just like I did. <laughs> well, um, it was fun hearing you guys be so curious about why. Why is it called episode twenty? I will. I'll kick it off right now. Um, so I'll say that this is uh, another episode that had commentary on the DVD, and one of the first things that they say in the commentary. Um, Vanessa Taylor, the writer um, or co-writer of the episode, was asked by Greg Berlanti. So like what? Yeah, could explain the title. And she said, I guess I didn't think I was really up to coming up with a name that would express what I felt about the episode. So episode 20 seemed to suffice. Yeah. What's what's the pun you guys can come up with that has to do with abortion <laughs> oh and my. porn? <laughs> yeah, oh cutesy puns, dear God. Oh my goodness. Dear fetus. Um, so this is it. Uh, so I will say, um, the commentary had a they had so many people on these commentaries on the mm. DVDs. I don't think I don't think people would put this many people on. Well, who makes DVD oh. commentary anymore? When did they um, do anymore? the commentary? Was it close to when they filmed and stuff, or was it years probably. later? Or? So they were. It was. It was the next year. I think it was probably okay. while season two was airing. Okay. Yeah. They recorded for the release of season one DVD. Okay. So uh, people involved in the commentary: uh, co-writer, executive producer Greg Berlanti, the creator of the show; um, co-writer slash supervising producer Vanessa Taylor. Um, the way Greg Berlanti kind of phrased it on the commentary is that she wrote the episode. Mm -hmm. So I imagine he gets co-writer credit just by virtue of kind of being the creator. But I think primarily uh, it was written by Vanessa Taylor. By the way, I, I have to just every time we bring up Greg Berlanti, which is every episode, I know it's not him, but I picture in my mind, uh, Greg Grunberg. Who's that? The, the pilot from lost. Um, I my yeah. touchstone for him is heroes, but that's who I picture yeah. when I hear he's, in, he's, he's like friends with JJ Abrams. He's hmm. done, I don't know why. I know it's not him. I, I think it's just because I don't know who what Greg Berlanti looks like. I looked him up since, but uh, no, Greg Berlanti's like it's like an old twink. I just picture this guy. Oh, that guy, I like that guy. Greg Grunberg's a bear, mm hmm. Greg Berlanti's a twink. Oh, is he is Greg? Grum, gr what the hell? Grunberg. He's gay? No, I don't think so, oh, but okay. I think you can still be it's a bear just, and be straight. He's comparing him I to Greg Berlanti. Oh, I had no idea what he looked like. Look yeah, at exactly. him. I had no idea. He's a handsome guy. Handsome guy. Who is that? His brother or something? I don't know. All right. No, anyway. he's, pro he's probably with his husband. Oh. Uh, well, I don't it know. looked like a. It, it looks like some kind of shoot, like a. That's his husband. Thing. Yeah, that's his husband. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So, um, so yes. So I'm glad that a woman wrote this episode. Yeah. Uh, executive producer Mickey Liddell was in the commentary. Co-executive producer Andy Ackerman. Co-executive producer Rena Mamoon, who's also she's written 
she's a writer and she's written some of the other episodes we watched. Uh, supervising producer Michael Green, composer Blake Neely, Treat Williams, and yes. Tom Amandis. Yes. Tom Amandis, who um, at the beginning of the commentary, as they were introducing themselves over the beginning of the episode, Tom Amandis is like, uh, this is me, Tom Amandis, in the Fez. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Does he pronounce uh, his name Amandes? You know, no, like I was, I noted while listening that he pronounces it Tom Amandis. 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 Interesting. Not Amandis, but Uh-oh. Tom Amandis. I've been saying Amandis. it wrong this whole time. Yeah, Amandis. me too. Sorry, Tom. Amandis. Well, good thing he was on the commentary. Good thing, yeah. Um, another thing to note, by the way, that I learned kind of my research for this episode is that um, it was, it aired, yeah, May 5th, apparently like May 6th or 7th, kind of varies, I think, from what I saw, is apparently the national day to prevent teen pregnancy. Wow. So they, they like, aired this episode kind of intentionally around that date. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in the commentary that I would love to share that'll kind of be peppered in, I think, mm-hmm. as we go through the episode. Just you, because, or, like, I mean, you, you could just read us the transcription of the commentary first. <laughs> <laughs> just do all, the, do all the voices. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess, I mean, I... I, I want to ask like first like what what any initial thoughts and feelings with the caveat obviously that we will get to scenes and mm-hmm. have a lot of discussion mm-hmm. around kind of the nitty gritty of like <laughs> of mm-hmm. the episode stuff. but I am curious kind of like where you're at pre that I was impressed by how they handled the subject matter I think it could have gone either super like sappy or like very hands-off like i i don't i don't know i i can tell you're nervous and you're waiting for me to say something and i'm gonna say something well right you now. you were like yep i know i'm waiting to say something i was pl- i was honestly i was waiting with pleasure to hear what other people said first sure. <laughs> it's like i just know oh, you know that i'm gonna have an ready opinion. to rip into something <laughs> you oh, know that, i'm gonna have joy. an opinion no, so I will say that I completely agree. I oh, God. was going Everybody, into I'm this so happy. at the beginning. I was like, "Oh God, I do not want to have an Everwood abortion episode. Like this is gonna be the dumbest shit ever." Mm-hmm. And like a show on the WB having yes, an abortion episode. Great, here we go. In the ninety or early two right, thousands, exactly. like I was like, "This is not gonna go well." Uh-huh. And then. I think it was handled with as much grace as you can handle this issue. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. it is, it was a very good episode, even though I was like laughing at a couple things, they explained themselves as the show mm-hmm. went on. And then also Colin is having a seizure. So that made me happy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the, the phrase that we make fun of, uh, over the course of this came up in my head, like sincerely in the, in the, the term groundbreaking. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think this, this is the episode, the episode kind of paramount that like, that people might be thinking of when they wrote everyone was groundbreaking mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this. And then it definitely popped up in some of the, kind of the, the articles I was looking at in terms of reading about kind of the history of, uh, abortion as a as subject matter on TV shows, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I'll definitely um, get into that. Well, and maybe well, maybe I'll start there. Actually, I have it at the end of my little document mm. here. Um, it's painting him, everybody. 
It's got to change the order. Yeah, I'm going out of order. Well, so there was a short um, Entertainment Weekly article from 2003 uh, called Everwood Tackles Abortion. Um, and I'll just read it. It's just three paragraphs. Um, it, it, this was by Ken Tucker. What, they couldn't get a woman to write a recap of the abortion episode? Hey, you're assuming Ken is a man. Okay, all right. <laughs> and let's also note that we are, that, that you know, due to our limitations, we, we're, this is three, like, men, basically, two cis men, one trans guy, mm-hmm. or trans individual, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have, a, like, a woman here to kind of represent the topic, like, um, KT, mm-hmm. like, you're the only one of us who have, has had experience living. Right. Yep. Socially, as as a, as a yes. as a woman, so there's that. But you, uh, so yeah. So unfortunately, we do not have like a special guest, like <laughs> cis woman or something, to help talk us through abortion. But here's Ken Tucker talking in 2003 <laughs> about this episode. Um, they wrote because anyone yep. can do they. In 1972, B. Arthur's Maud had an abortion. Oh wow! This is, that was a, a B. Arthur show I, that I totally have, know nothing about. It's a wow. spinoff of Golden Girls or whatever, isn't it? Really? Or not? Is it just? Its I don't own know thing? if it's a spin. I don't know if it's the same character that came up in a puzzle I solved today. Go on. Huh. interesting. That's weird. Just a mod weird coincidence. Yeah. Wait, mod came up in the. Oh, really? And just That's a puzzle funny. I was just randomly doing today while I was at work. That's weird. Um, so yeah, 1972, B. Arthur's Maud had an abortion. The sitcom's two-parter drew thousands of protest letters two months before Roe v. Wade was decided. Mm-hmm. Since then, networks have almost invariably resolved such plot lines with the woman deciding to have the child. Not on May 5th, when an abortion occurs on the WB's Everwood. In the episode, 18-year-old Kate, played by Kate Mara, single, abandoned by the man who impregnated her, pressured by a cold, angry father, played superbly by Kevin Ty. Tyhe? T-I-G-H-E? I think it's Ty, typically, anyway. Kevin Ty. Wants Treat Williams' as Dr. Brown to abort her two-month-old fetus. The show hedges its bets. She isn't a series regular. It's Andy's less likable colleague, Dr. Abbott. The what? subtle comic forms the procedure yeah this is like, he doesn't know shit about this show like it's, it's so wild yeah it's so it's so interesting to phrase it that way like i think harold is probably like a an audience favorite he's amazing you know? but it's i think maybe i don't know if, if ken tucker like really watched the whole season or something i mean also there's the phrase likable like, like yes he's not a likable know, person he's sure, a jerk yeah. but he's yeah. likable as a character because he's fun and and yeah, the exactly. actor is wonderful and as a character he he has that soft underside, so yeah, which was which was completely exposed during yes. this episode. Yes, God, on, this on, is like on display oh. brilliantly in this episode. So, God. but yeah, the show had just best. She isn't a series regular. It's the less likable colleague who performs the procedure, and Abbott hies off to confession for forgiveness. But for a freshman family show to raise the topic, grapple with it even-handedly yet decisively, mm-hmm. and give Andy's assistant, played by Deborah Mooney, a fine speech about how, quote, men make the mess, mm-hmm. women clean it up, yep. merits notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. This is the first season of this show. That is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is reality TV quote unquote reality TV in a fictional context, making bachelors, survivors, and idols seem blessedly irrelevant. Hmm. Um, so that was cool. I think that, you know, even at the time they're saying like this merits uh, some, some attention here. Mm-hmm. Um, there, 
was a 2018 LA Times article that kind of interviewed writer Rena Mamoon, not the writer of this episode, but a writer mm-hmm. of on Everwood. And then there's an article charting kind of the history of of, of abortion on uh, on TV, hmm. and it had a little section about Everwood episode twenty. They said Everwood's episode twenty featured a two episode arc in which a teenager gets an abortion, et cetera, et cetera. This is all repetitive. The episode focuses on Dr. Andy Brown as he grapples with whether to provide an abortion. And in the end, he asks a colleague, Dr. Harold Abbott, to do it. Writer Vanessa Taylor tells uh, Refinery29, which is the website that hosts this article, if the network had not cared, we would have had Andy do the procedure. Hmm. Since they did care, we had to make it Dr. Abbott. Hmm. That's Vanessa Taylor, I think, years later, kind of recalling. We'll have... this is the commentary. We've got the commentary there too. Yeah. Which is more immediate, I think, the more more immediate memory of, of everything. Um, although Kate says she's not okay after the abortion, and Dr. Abbott goes to church to confess his sins, abortion was so rarely portrayed on TV that many saw the storyline as progressive. Mm-hmm. Even after the episode 20 storyline was planned, there was quote, still some question over whether or not it would air. Hmm. And after it did, the WB declined to include it in reruns. So. uh. Man, like even that phrase makes me want to just talk because that whole thing (laughs) where it says um, the fact that she says that she's not okay and that he goes Mm -hmm. to confession, but it's still viewed as progressive. I would argue and maybe I am completely wrong and maybe people will hate me for this, but I would say that it's even progressive for today because the fact is abortion has become such a political issue that there is no nuance to the argument anymore. There is no nuance. There is no room for discussion. Mm -hmm. And being a liberal, being a liberal person myself, I obviously am pro-choice, but the, the, the thing is, that is the one issue that I can always feel empathy for people on the other side who are passionate about voting their certain way, even though like, man, I literally have ex friends because of their positions on this, but their, their hearts are in the right place. You know, this is a very complicated human issue Mm -hmm. that, even as a liberal, even as somebody who would never, ever, 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 ever tell anyone what they should do with their body, it is such a fucking hard thing to think mm-hmm. about if you care about humanity or about just life and death in general. You know, death yeah. sucks. Death sucks. The end. And that's why the thing that made me forgive Andy in this episode was the whole speech about his wife, because that's the fucking reality of life is when you have somebody close to you die, life and death takes on an entirely different mm-hmm color like it, it, it everything is more complicated and I think it, that's why I said they did this with grace because I feel like a show like this even though like we're in this society today where we see a lot of outspoken liberalism and outspoken conservatism but a little bit yeah, <laughs> um like <laughs> you it's like if you I feel like what I am saying right now could be viewed as like oh well fuck you like abortions are the best and it's like well I don't think they're the best but I think that people should be allowed to have them and 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 I would mm-hmm. never argue against them I'm just saying like 
like it's okay if you feel icky about it. It's okay if you feel sad about it. It's okay to not un- not be able to grasp your own feelings on it because it's fucking complicated, I think. Like yes. death sucks. That's it. It's death. Whether you want to define it as a person or not, it's still a death. Like, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still killing a cell or a group of cells. Whatever. I'm not killing. No, I don't want to say murder. It's nothing like that. No, I'm not saying that. That is absolutely not what I'm doing. But it's just death. It's death. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, life and death. It's fucking hard to talk about and to think about. So I really think they did a good job with like right. making it fucking complicated for everyone. Every single person who had to deal with this issue in this episode had conflicting emotions the girl the uh the the both doctors no, not her I dad mean, not the dad but the, see that was the one issue that i didn't like because i mm. thought that's where the show was going was that abortion is for the bad guys like this guy is forcing right. her to get an abortion and that's what evil people do and it's like mm. and then it didn't turn out that way i liked yeah, and disappeared take on basically it. yeah he disappeared he didn't matter because he was just a garbage man who was trying to inflict his fucking man shit on his daughter in a controlling shitty way but i I, like yes he became irrelevant and i think that was good Mm -hmm. um and she still fucking went through with the decision and then felt sad and you know what that does happen plenty of people have abortions and they don't feel bad some people have abortions and they feel sad and that's okay like yeah yeah i really liked that i liked that everything Everyone had different takes because that's what I feel like should happen with all right. humans. It wasn't, it wasn't like telling us that it was wrong, but it. Yeah. But they weren't also saying that it was easy. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Like people should be able to feel conflicting feelings and be able to talk about those feelings without feeling judged. Yeah. Except for if they're trying to control someone else's body, because fuck those people. Is what Absolutely. I, is my yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, th- I think you're totally right. I, I, yeah, I, I've always had some a lot of admiration for the grace and the nuance in this episode yeah. and i think that i think that it, um it's i think it's cool it, i think it does hold the test of time and i, I think it is crazy that this was from 2003 yeah it's crazy right? mm-hmm. it's it is crazy. it absolutely mm-hmm. is yes so well so so let's yeah let's so let's dive in let's let's talk about the episode now I'll, I'll put in um a lot of good commentary stuff as we go uh obviously right we start out with uh Andy and Harold uh, <laughs> a, uh, a lodge, like a membership lodge. Uh, what, do you, like a, what do you call this? It was the Brotherhood of the Bighorn mm-hmm. was the specific yeah. name of it. But you know, you're right, like a like a lodge or yeah. I think brotherhoods are commonly used or whatever. Um, apparently, and Joe Morris, who's kind of like the head of this lodge, uh, ends up being Kate's father, Kate uh, from the last episode, who... Mm-hmm. Was, uh, was involved with the piano teacher, Matt. Um, Joe apparently asked Harold to bring Andy, and Andy accompanies uh, him out to the stables, and there's uh, a horse. And I love, my, I think my favorite part about this opening scene is the callback to the pilot when Andy <laughs> promised Delia, like when, when he said, like, who wants to move to Colorado uh-huh. and get their own horse, raise their hand. <laughs> yep. and so he says, you know, I promised my daughter a horse. I'm hoping she'll forget. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and this, and this is the scene where we find out that, uh, you know, Joe tells Andy that you know, Matt didn't just leave her. He left her pregnant. Mm-hmm. This is a big dramatic reveal of what the episode's going to be about. Mm-hmm. 
Any thoughts on? I think the actor playing Joe is 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 good, Kevin. He, Ty. I, I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, it's the guy." It's I, the guy. I grew up, no, I grew up watching him in oh. Newsies. He was he was the cop, and yeah. Newsies, and I thought he was great, and that he was creepy as fuck in that movie. It was yeah, great. He's a, that's his he's, type. Yeah, well, the poor guy. He just kind of looks kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Like that's he looks like him. a jerk. <laughs> I remember him most clearly from Lost. Actually, I think was he somebody's father in that oh, show hmm. was he I, or pretending to be maybe locks we only got to season three or something yeah we never Spoilers finished for lost um so yeah cool cool little opening scene we're gonna have a dramatic special episode of everwood i also realized just here that i forgot that um this episode is good enough that i forgot the annoying thing that Kate Mara plays a character named Kate that we talked about last time. Yeah, I right. completely yeah. forgot. It, normally, that's the thing that I'll hear it. I'm like, oh yeah, that fucking oh, man. And thing. I still I for- forgot. I forgot what what I know or what you guys told me she's from. But I swear she was really good in this. Uh-huh. There was she a was moment. Great. There was a scene. God, I can't remember which one it was, but it was so sad. She broke yeah. my heart. I wouldn't like, be no, surprised yeah. if really like this show is why she's now successful. Certainly part of it. She no, we're not talking about Kate Mara. I just again, this Wikipedia. I don't have any. Let me just. No. Say. No, you don't have to talk. We'll eliminate all of this. Delete it, Parker. I just Parker, want to look at delete it. Parker, delete it. Yeah, she's all right, been keep in a going. bunch of stuff. Um, apparently, there was a lot of funny stuff in the lodge scene that was taken out. Oh, they said man. in the commentary, they said, like, that pledge was some of the best written material we've ever had. Oh, my And gosh. they totally they, they had cut it. Yeah, it's just and gone. It's not, even, it's not even a deleted scene, unfortunately. Oh, that's yeah, nice. I love that. I'm like, as soon as they go in, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. This fucking dude social club that Harold Abbott is a part of and the leader <laughs> wears these giant yeah, horns. So, giant. Yeah, those were enormous. Horns. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. So, but yeah, so in the commentary, they definitely acknowledge right off the bat, like this was our most challenging episode from season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Berlanti explained that in the commentary, there was to be an abortion in the pilot episode of Everwood. Whoa. It was going to be Andy Brown's career choice that would alienate and isolate the family and the community. And it was the first thing that the network asked Greg Berlanti to change after they got picked up. Yeah. They promised wow. that they would let him deal with that subject matter if they could get an audience. Yeah. Um, you know, Greg yeah. was saying it's, it's one of the most divisive issues in the country and no one ever talks about it on TV. They pushed and they and they ended up, yeah, pushing the network to let them take the leap at the end of season one. So that's how we got um episode twenty. Wow. And it was originally assumed that Andy would be the one to do the abortion at the end. Um Mm-hmm. What what once it was kicked to the you know to the end of the season and they started you know breaking the episode it's it sounds like they that was the original assumption but the writers room process right when you break an episode resulted in you know the best idea at the end mm-hmm. being um, that that let them examine the issue from both sides it's mm-hmm. just kind of how it, how it developed Tom Amanda said <laughs> in the commentary. Um, when the preview came out, I called my mother, I'm from a large Catholic family, mm. and said, I want to talk to you about the next episode. And she said, oh, honey, does she get the abortion? Wait, so I guess she must have like known something about it, about that they were working on it. Well, or you something. said when the preview came out, so it would have been a preview about the Oh, concept. sorry. I completely forgot the first part of what I read. Yes, the preview. <laughs> so she yeah. saw that. Um does she get the abortion? I said, yes. And I perform it or my character performs mm-hmm. it. And Tom's 
delivery on the commentary was quite good. And he said, and she said, do you have to? Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Um, Greg, Greg said that all the network asked for was that they examine the issue from multiple sides. And it was easy to do yeah. because a lot of the writers had different opinions and very personal opinions oh, geez. Um, about it. Vanessa Taylor, the, the, the writer of the episode, uh, said, I remember being really excited about doing this story because hearing about the possibility of this story was one of the things that really drew me to working for the show in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited that we were finally going to do it. Mm. And having Dr. Abbott be the one to perform the procedure in the end really opened up the story and made it much more fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. He's not just some outsider. He's right. lives here or whatever, grew up here. Yep. Rena Mamoon then shared, um, I think most of the writers in the room, we all thought, oh, we all have the same liberal bent, so it's not going to get too ugly in the room. And then it was amazing. And that's how we knew the episode was going to be interesting and specific and small because even though everyone had the same overall agenda mm -hmm. the little bits and pieces mm -hmm. we were tearing at each other mm. greg had to stop the room a lot there was some crying it was oh, good yeah yeah uh, mm -hmm. vanessa said you know hopped in and said yeah it was very contentious not in a political way but in a personal way yeah which is so exciting it's so interesting to hear about that that writing process mm. even just like that much is like mm -hmm. yeah of course it was like writing andy's speech talking to edna and yep. like her mm -hmm. reaction to everything yes. yeah i love how it, she went from angry to yeah understanding the, I, like or yeah. at least accepting like kate's, yeah. kate's, so many good... kate's little speech there at uh -huh. the end when he it's asked so her much. if she's okay with it for sure right like, so oh. much great stuff great writing going on mm -hmm. in this episode uh greg berlanti said this is one of those episodes that just in terms of script and production line by line how closely it's going to be observed we mm -hmm. spent probably the amount of time that we'd normally spend on four or five episodes mm -hmm. just on this episode mm -hmm. to get it right right we felt like we owed it to the subject matter there hadn't been an abortion performed on primetime network television since the b arthur sitcom mod 30 years earlier and i think we all learned why while we were working on it yeah Cause like I watching it, I was like ready to be like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. There <laughs> were so yeah. many every times. Every second, yes. I'm like, oh god, here we go. Yes, I kept rolling my eyes, and I was like, ugh, like so many times. And then I'm like, oh, all right, okay. Like most uh -huh. of the time, I was okay with what happened. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, a producer, one of the producers, like um, one of the male producers in the commentary said, I had friends, a lot of friends who would, who would say, she's going to fall down the stairs and get a miscarriage, right? Because that's <gasps> that's often how those storylines mm. would be resolved. Oh, goodness. You know? <laughs> An act of God. Yeah. Apparently, the show had won a Planned Parenthood Award for the Kissing Bridge episode, the one about STDs and mm. sex education. And when they went to Portland to accept the award and saw all the protesters with signs, they were like, oof, episode 20, you know, <laughs> not go over well with these folks. Yeah. Um, Greg Berlanti said that, you know, there was a lot of fear that the advertisers would pull out. There yep. was even a time that people wondered if the episode would even air. Ultimately, there wasn't a huge hubbub about it. Whenever we take on these bigger issues, I don't know if it's because of the bow that they get wrapped in or what, but and it got cut off in the commentary, but he was going to say, like, you know, it was never as big of a hubbub. I, as we I wonder if it's because, in a way, it still was really like 
okay for people who would have been against abortion. Like she's all sad about it. Everyone's very sad about it. Instead of her being more okay with it, like she was crying. You know what I mean? Like, which, which is not stupid, but it's very remorseful. Like it's so it's like those people probably were okay with how that was. Well, yeah, she feels bad. So it's wrong or something. You know what I mean? Like they could spin it in their heads like that way if they wanted to. I will say that like in the first page of Google results, when I was like Googling and doing research, like everyone abortion, um, (laughs) there like a couple of like results from like this like Catholic website, basically like tearing the episode apart. I didn't even mm. re- I didn't waste time yeah, reading let's, it. Yes, mm-hmm. please not. It. That's not even. <laughs> but I skimmed it, and like this this Catholic like source was like, oh, like this is bad. Like, and yeah, he gives a confessional at the end, but like he's clearly not penitent because he made that promise to his dad to do a port. Like I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that so like yeah like in the commentary they spent a lot of the, a lot of time in the first you know like 10 minutes just talking about the episode kind of in general but diving back into the the storyline we, we we come back from the theme song um which by the way i don't know if i've said it before but um the only emmy that everyone won was blake neely winning for the theme song for hmm. everyone hmm. which is pretty cool i might have said it before but uh i was reminded of it uh while listening to the commentary so we got andy Tom in the kitchen this was robbed yeah what the fuck he's oh, awesome well yes he definitely should have gotten an emmy for like best supporting actor mm-hmm. although really you know he does kind of function as a co-lead mm-hmm. um and he's making pancakes delia is giving him instructions on how to braid her hair um and he he is not doing well in her uh, heelys in her heelys mm-hmm. they are rich yeah, she's cruising yeah. around that kitchen that morning, healing mm-hmm. it up. Wait, you didn't notice that? We were reacting every time she did it. We were like, whoa! I was, <laughs> I was taking notes and shit. Oh. She was wearing Heelys, yes. and it was great. It was very well, exciting. Yeah, rich man Andy Brown can afford to give free health care and get his daughter Heelys. It's true. They grow out of those so fast she's nine. She's not going to be able to fit in those <laughs> in six months. <laughs> uh, speaking of girls and their ages uh we do learn in the scene with andy and kate yep. um that she is in fact 18, 18. 18. yeah mm-hmm. she's a Which, lot older than ephraim so we spent a lot yeah she is um we spent a lot of time in the last recording kind of just like freaking out about like jesus this minor but uh she's 18 but it, I I, mean, it does seem like she probably gross, but... it is gross but and probably she was probably 17 when max right maybe even longer like how long right. were they how taking long have they been exactly. together right he, like grooming her it's and, you still know, gross yes it's absolutely. all gross um but, but it's kind so, of okay guys <laughs> okay all right well i didn't i didn't realize that eric thank you you're welcome <laughs> sorry that was for that catholic website this <laughs> This oh, is that, that first Andy and Kate scene is one of the scenes where I noted Kate Mara's great acting yeah. when she she kind of was when she said, uh, "I always thought I was old for my age. I don't want to be this old." Oh yeah. God, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. very really, convincing, mm-hmm. really great. She didn't have much to work with last the last episode. Yes, right. So all the good stuff is here in this episode. How soon can I do this? I know this is very difficult for you, Kate, and you're being very brave. I want you to take a couple of days. No. And think about it. I think it would help if you talk to someone. I'm going to give you a number to call. 
I want you to talk to a counselor. Beverly Getchell is her name. She specializes in talking to young women like yourself about all kinds of issues. And she's very kind. What is that going to help? This procedure can be traumatic emotionally. You need to talk to someone who really knows this stuff and can work through it with you, okay? You know, Kate, whatever choice you make is going to be the right one. As long as it's your own. That whole scene, though, yeah, that was like, what was I was you up to mad. Uh -huh. I was so mad because I was like, this is like women today trying to get their tubes tied and having doctors tell them that they can't do it because they're too young. And what if they want to have children? That kind of shit. It felt so gross to me. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, And then he said, OK, whatever choice you make is the yeah. right one. I wrote it down because I was like, OK, is what I said. But luckily, his whole like wishy-washy thing is explained later so. explained later yeah. yeah 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 i mean also like he knows like he had the conversation with this scary with the dad, dad guy yes, like he exactly. knows why she's here right. or at least partially his thing was explained multiple times one of them was obviously that he understands that this fucking dad is a piece of shit and he's like i want her as an 18 year old woman to be able to make this decision for herself because right. she is an adult and she can make the decision but it just seemed a little tube tie kind of situation to me at first. Yeah, like, let's just push this off and delay and push this off and delay almost. Like, we're not going to decide this now. Let's... Well, no, because it was like, to you, I want you to talk to a counselor. And I'm like, is this like when people want you to have the internal fucking mm -hmm. uh, baby scan before you have your abortion kind of shit? Like, right. it just felt like if a woman comes to you and fucking says what she wants, right. shut up and just fucking do it, doctors. Like, yeah. what the fuck, doctors? It felt very that. And that's because of a lot of stuff that comes out sure. today, like in modern yep. days, a lot of people talking about that stuff now. I it's, thought, by the way, I thought he was going to refer to her to uh, Jane Krakowski's character. <laughs> Let me therapize <laughs> the baby out of here. There's a, the, the, it's abortion season, so she's going to come down. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Wow. Uh, so the next thing we have, we get some uh, Nina and Delia stuff in the attic mm -hmm. uh they're going through some, some stuff uh delia finds a hustler magazine or penthouse penthouse, penthouse. Mm -hmm. and you know nina is put in the position of having to talk to delia about a porn and she's mm -hmm. talking about like you know you've seen nude women and uh art that was another moment that felt groundbreaking to me because i loved the mm -hmm. way she talked about it it was no mm -hmm. body shaming, no slut shaming, no yep. sex shaming, nothing. Yeah. It was so well handled. I was I said yeah. great job, Nina, in my mm -hmm. notes because yeah. it was so good. I loved how she handled, especially as somebody else's kid. It's right. awkward even when it's your own kid, but it's somebody else's kid. And she's like, Well, yes, people like to look at women's bodies. People like to look at naked bodies. Like, that's okay. Like and then and then it turned into what it turned into. I was like, no, like I hated yeah, that well, so hard. You know, that that contrast uh, makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. The world we live in. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's great. So much women's bodies are beautiful. Her back is like a violin. Yeah. I love that Delia runs with that metaphor. And uh -huh. She walks away looking at the magazine. She's a flute, she's a guitar, she's a bongo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so good. On the on the commentary, Greg Berlanti said, you know, for me, Delia finding the Playboy always seemed much more controversial than the abortion storyline. <laughs> like 
Yeah. And he also he also said, like, I remember in the writer's room, what could we put with the abortion? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got prom. That's fitting. And then just finding something thematically that ties in with that. Society's beliefs, what mm-hmm. we believe individually, how are those beliefs formed, mm-hmm. how do we come by them? So um, that's how they kind of broke all of that. Uh, and speaking of prom, yeah, Bright <laughs> asking Ephraim out to prom. Yep. Because he needs to get a date for Gemma's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and his he's, he's explanation is like, well, I can't ask any cons friends. I'm like a leopard with those guys. A leopard. Idiot. Oh, bright. <laughs> I think that was just Chris Pratt not knowing how to read. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for prattling on with <laughs> Katie. Katie doesn't want to prattle on about Chris Pratt. <laughs> you know, they, they had one thing to say while we were watching, and it was a compliment. I know. It was fun. He, he's, you know what? I fucking hate Chris Pratt, but he's funny when he, he wants to funny. be. Fuck Chris Pratt and his stupid it's fucking face. one of face. the things that make Parts and Rec very funny. I know. Yeah. He's so good at improv. I hate him. God. This has been... No, Pratt-Lang I've got to say worse things. How does he just... feel about being in this episode? That's it, though. Oh, probably really sad. Oh, I, we should. Well, we should totally like confront him. Like, how does your church feel about you being in an abortion episode? Yeah. Um. Probably Gemma's already gotten like three by this point in the show. For real. Right. Right. right um. Right. Well, we don't. We don't have more time for prattling on because this is a. This is a, an intense episode. So this has been prattling on. Katie prattling on Chris Pratt sucks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Delia clearly is going to be giving the the magazine to Arnie for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to mention. Sorry, that I was trying to think. What was I going to say about the? Did, did does Adam know that we found porn in our house? <gasps> did you ever hear <gasps> that? No? Oh my god, Adam! It's the funniest it's story. It's the such a funny story. So when we bought our house three years ago or so, and when we bought it, sometimes like when you buy a house, the owners offer furniture especially if they're like an older couple like downsizing which is what they were they were moving to north carolina and so they sold us their old bed which was a a bunch of other stuff and a bunch of other stuff but it was a platform bed not the mattress but the bed frame and it was one of those i think it's called a platform bed where the wood goes all the way to the floor it's just like you can't like crawl under it there's like drawers and stuff underneath yeah that's what i have and we had been living here for a few months At and least, you know yeah. i was still like unpacking and everything because it takes we still have shit that hasn't been unpacked but one day i was in our bedroom unpacking shit and my then what three-year-old was jumping on the bed like jumped onto my bed kicked the the side of the the, the platform bed and a piece of wood fell off and i was like what the fuck and we look in there and there's a stack of porn from like the 80s and 90s, an oh, enormous wow. collection of porn that the previous owners apparently forgot to, <laughs> to remove from the they bed had, frame. Yeah, I forgot it was there. I'm assuming. Yes. Like, one of, or one of them, maybe the other, maybe the wife never knew. I know, who knows? Yeah. But it was so, we were trying to think about, we were like, was it a son? Like who, where, who? Who like this is a master bedroom? So yes, probably ma- not. Right, but who I know, knows, but like, what the fuck? Like, how do you forget? Like, how do you sell a f- piece of furniture and then leave your gigantic corn collection? <laughs> I mean, you say gigantic. It was what, like six or seven? It was a bunch, magazines. and we actually still have. We them do. We in still the have basement them. because I thought it was such a funny story that That's I put them in great. a garbage bag and I put them on the shelf. And because my sister was like, "You should give it to Conan when he's old," because he was like three he found and them. he discovered it. <laughs> 
<laughs> funny story to tell him. She was like, you should wrap it up and give it to him for Christmas when he's like 25 or something. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I just had to mention that. It's just oh, so it funny. So to me. funny. I just well because it was also that I started pulling it out and then I I kept looking and there was more. Like I just have to. I kept having to pull more and more out. I'm like, how much porn is it holding up the bed? Like I don't. It was so much. Oh, it was very funny. <laughs> Load bearing porn. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Load bearing. Oh, gross. Come on. <laughs> that was, that's fun. I like it's that. It is fun. Bearing porn. It's really fun. Why didn't they use that joke in this episode? I know. No. What is this load bearing porn? <laughs> that's Artie's mom. Uh, Come on, that's oh so funny. God. I'm gonna I'm gonna evernote that. Load bearing porn. That's like holding up a bed or a building or something. I think we told this story on pork fried dice. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe that's why it sounds familiar. Yeah. I think we did. Um, I feel like I remember somebody being like, I heard this story at work and I was laughing and I couldn't tell anyone why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just another story for that Catholic magazine to dive into. <laughs> anyway, Arnie's mom, or yeah. Arnie's birthday. Well, Dilly's wrapping the present for Arnie. Before we get to his birthday, uh, Joe Morris comes. Oh, shit, you're right. He shows up, is mad at Andy. Mm -hmm. The question isn't whether Kate is going to do it. The question is, are you going to help her or not? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then there's a great little scene between Edna and Kate mm. in the yes. waiting room at really the doctor's good. office. Really just low-key and like steady and like well-acted. Can I get you anything, Kate? Oh, no thanks. I'm fine. Dr. Brown will be with you in a minute. Oh. Oh, he doesn't have another patient in there. He's just finishing up a call from a hospital out of state. You guys still live out on Sawyer Road, don't you? Yeah. My first husband and I were out there once for an egg hunt your Grandma May had back in the day. She was quite the entertainer. I remember those egg hunts. <laughs> Seemed like every kid in the county was there. Every year there'd be an egg left over and you'd find it like a week later and it smelled. <laughs> so did you come here straight from school today? No, from home. Did your dad drive you into town? You guys are quite a ways out there. Yeah, he dropped me off. Will he be bringing you by tomorrow for your procedure? Mr. Randolph's dropping me in his cab. My dad has a meeting. I'm supposed to go over to his office after. Well, it's good he works so close. It just ends with Edna being like, well, it's good he works so close. Mm. Like just this, like small, like mm -hmm. sad, like oh, really mm -hmm. well written. It's yeah. not really good. nothing, yeah, big at all. It's yeah. very good. Mm -hmm. uh, some more stuff from the commentary. Apparently, there was a network exec named John Litvak, uh -oh. who not not no, okay. who was who was heroic in standing oh. by and letting us write this story and tell it the way we wanted to. That's uh, Greg Berlanti shared that, and I wanted to make sure to include it here because. Um, you know, 
apparently John Litvak died in 2015, and you know, oh. just can remember him as somebody who really fought for everyone to be able to do this episode. Thanks, um, John. Yeah. Uh, Treat Williams was talking in the commentary about how, you know, we probably shoot in one of the most conservative states. And you, the creators, Greg Berlanti, uh, sent a letter out saying that any crew members were welcome to choose not to work on the episode without repercussions because of the subject matter. Mm. Everyone, Utah, right? They shot in Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. Utah. Mm. And, but, but he went on to say everyone stayed on, even though they had a lot of Mormons on the crew. Yeah. Um, not only did no one back out, but they really supported the script. Hmm. Uh, Tom Amandus added that living in Utah, like while shooting there, you know, this episode got really good reception from the people I'd run into into the, in the store and places like that. It wasn't until a particular episode in season two when people got upset. And oh. this, and I will say, you didn't believe me when I said it the first time. You might not believe me now. The episode he's talking about is the episode where Ephraim prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> While, like, I, I, I told you a long time ago that that happens, and you guys were like, you're joking, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's probably say, when we were talking about Snow Job or something. Probably. I'm here going to say that he definitely comes <laughs> on does camera. It, does it, like, happen onto the camera? Uh... <laughs> I don't want to spoil that. I'm okay. Spoil oh. Do you believe me now, though? No. Or do you no. think I'm just doing a long bit? Okay. I wish uh, you were doing a long bit. You love to spoil things. <laughs> that, that is just something that, like, I, part of me like knows that you don't believe me, and so I'm, I like, I'm just like, I'm gonna keep saying it. Like this okay. happened. Okay. All right. Because you, because you won't believe me. Hmm. Um, he just really wants us to keep watching at Everwood with him. <laughs> That's really what oh, it is. Oh. We gotta get to that episode at least. That, that's the series finale, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the series finale. And that's that's the the moment. That's that's where you stop watching everyone. There was this ever... season five that was like self shot, and like no one ever sees it, and he shows it. It's just Adam, <laughs> fan fictioning everyone. He plays all the characters. Oh my god. Um, oh. another kind of in the commentary, returning to the kind of talking about the breaking of the episode the discovery of why andy wouldn't be able to perform this procedure was as rich as the discovery of why dr abbott would yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. harold will always come around in the 11th hour when he needs to yep and meanwhile andy's deal was like learning the value of of life uh etc you're right you're absolutely right i've been stalling on this for three days why You've performed this procedure before. Only once. Years ago, while I was still in training. You didn't have to. You could opt out if your beliefs so compelled you. But I didn't. I've always believed that women should have the right to choose. Julie and I sat on a board together in New York. She thought it was the most important thing a woman owned. And I agreed with her. Then about eight years ago, I did a surgery in utero. It was a spina bifida baby. I was trying to prevent paralysis, get the best case scenario. The mother wanted to carry to term. It was a success. And then it was a she, a patient, 
with a file, a history, and a name. Emily. Do you know that you can take a picture of a fetus that's 54 days old? All the organs are visible. Not a person. Not able to live outside of the womb. But a perfect possibility of a person. Kate Morris has been pregnant for 62 days. I don't know when life begins. I don't even know if, for a scientist, that question is answerable. But I do know when it ends. And after this year, after losing Julia, I just don't think I can be the one to end it. Well, see, you know what, but uh, like, yes, the value of life, but like, I liked that speech because I didn't think it was too value of lifey. Like, it's, he, fear, it's more like not liking death. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was not about the sanctity of life or anything like that. Yeah. It was about, you know what? Mm -hmm. I've been around a, a lot of death recently and I, it's really hard for me to grapple with this right now. He didn't even say I can never do it again. He didn't say I'm against it. He said... It's a lot for me to handle. And guess what? I fucking had a time like that. I've been experiencing sometimes like that. Like, it's it's hard when you're faced with a lot of death to have the same opinions mm -hmm. you've always had or like to have to deal with more death. Just like it's just a fucking fact. Yeah. When you've been around death, it's hard to deal with more death. That's a hard fucking thing to deal with, whether it's a death of a grown human or handling mm -hmm. an abortion i'm assuming i've never done an abortion but like you know mm -hmm. i mean that's that's it's i thought that was fascinating i loved it i did not think it was about oh like i can't deal yeah well, i mean he explicitly exactly. said he's not religious or whatever like yes. it wasn't about anything like yes that. I it was that about his personal loss and just not being able to handle that right now and i'm like that's okay like that is acceptable to me like i I think that yeah. is a reasonable human reaction. Yes. 100%. 100%. Apparently, it's a running thing in the commentary that Treat really struggles to memorize his lines. <laughs> that came up last time. Treat, Treat was like, he said he, he said during the commentary, like, you know, how do we learn all those words? And, to, and Tom, Amanda, Tom Amanda says, and this got a big laugh in the commentary, Tom is like, you don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> how do we learn all oh those God. words <laughs> tree was like, like and there you have it oh my goodness greg was like good time to thank our editors whose jobs are made more difficult by some people <laughs> uh we're gonna be giving out gifts of ginkgo biloba next season and treat, treat was like what's that <laughs> greg's like it's to help with memory and tom said I've actually told him about Ginkgo Biloba a number of times. I love that Yay. so much. Oh my really God, great. treat Williams and Tom Amandas. That's adorable. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Um, they get back to the the magazine story at the birthday party. Greg Berlanti said, "To me, this makes this episode so much better. It makes the episode funnier, and it's a, and it's about where shame uh-huh. begins with children." Yeah, yep. actually, I'm not 100 percent sure that it's Greg Berlanti who said that. I think that might have been Vanessa Taylor or Rena Mamoon, and I or, wouldn't want to. Or one of the seven producers. Oh, yeah. Um, so I retract who said that. I I, I forget who okay. said that. Um, but they did say that Arnie tossing the presents after he opened them yeah. was not directed that nope, way. Nope, I'm sure it wasn't. Like that was literally just Arnie being Arnie. Yep. Um, or that actor being Arnie, uh-huh. um, who, like, who that actor follows everyone yeah. on Twitter. Of course he does. <laughs> I, I I um I like that I didn't notice when they were wrapping it, but then the the mom pointed out that it was interesting wrapping paper. Christmas. Yeah, I didn't notice it I when they were wrapping because I'm like, oh wait, that's like how we do. I noticed it right away when he pulled the paper out. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's such a great detail because like it was a cut piece that was folded to, like it was obviously left over. Uh-huh. It was my favorite thing, and she was just she didn't even she didn't go, hey, this is she just was like, yep, this is the paper. Just wrapping it uh-huh. up. That's it was so great. so great. I love that. Um, we've got Ephraim going to the Abbott household uh, to, I guess, plan prom stuff, right? And we get a little interaction with Amy um, where she, he's like, you don't have to wait. She's like trying to get rid of me. He's like, yes. yes. <laughs> um, Amy tries to kind of, it's you like, know. Well, it doesn't have to be. It's, it's, I it's, would have it's, thought. It's, 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 <laughs> I would have thought things would be better than this. Yeah, me too, but they're not. They're yeah. Um, and then Bright comes down and says, what does he say in the scene? That's, he says, my underwear has Velcro in them? No, my, no, no. So at first he, he has a clip-on tie, which is yes. super sexy. Yeah. It's like one-handed for easy access. Uh-huh. And then he says, my suit pants have Velcro in them. My suit pants have Velcro in them. And he just like, <laughs> it, was, it was such a fucking funny delivery. <laughs> Fuck Chris Pratt. God damn it. It's very funny. More commentary stuff. Tom Amandis uh, spoke at one point saying, when I first read this, I was blown away by the script. I feel it was one of our strongest, a real uh, labor of passion. And I put it down and I went, wow. And then I called you, Greg. Uh, and Greg said, yeah, you're, you know, you're always worried about what the actors are going to think. Their opinions mean a lot to us. They're the first people you want to please with it. Yep. Um, so just some some stuff in the commentary andy yelling at nina hmm. that whole interaction you know when he finds out about yep. the, the the porn and the birthday present for, to arnie mm-hmm. i mean what were you thinking you give my daughter for reasons completely Just inexplicable a copy of penthouse and, and then you what tell her to make a great birthday gift could I explain, please? Be my guest. I would love to hear this. I didn't give Delia anything. She found it while we were going through the junk in my attic. Oh, even better. You just happen to have porn lying around. And... It's an old one of Carl's from a million years ago. She asked me about it, and I told her that it was nothing to be ashamed of. Well, that was very convenient for you, since you were the one she caught with it. What am I supposed to do now? I, I... didn't tell her that for me. Kids need to know that it's okay to look at their bodies, to think about that kind of stuff. Julia doesn't need to think about that kind of stuff. She's only nine years old. She asked me. And you couldn't have deflected it in some way? She's young for her age. She doesn't need to be dealing with this kind of stuff. You mean growing up, that kind of stuff? Okay, all right. We just, let's just agree to disagree, okay? But please, don't do that again. You have a lot of nerve. 
It's easy for you to tell me to just uh, deflect her questions. That's all you ever do. Talk about convenient. You leave her here all day and you never have to answer a damn thing. And here you are judging me. But you'd never even think to thank me, would you? For what? Making her the Larry Flint of the fourth grade? For covering your ass. You think Delia's not ready for this? Guess again, you're not. But you better find a way to deal with it because kids just don't raise themselves. Vanessa, I think it was Vanessa Taylor. It was either Vanessa or Rena Mamoon who wrote, I like it best when Andy's yelling at Nina because somehow what Andy sounds like when he's angry is exactly what my dad sounded like when I was a kid mm -hmm. and he was angry at me. That was funny. That was funny. Uh, uh, uh. <clears throat> we the first like good Andy and Harold scene when Andy goes over to their, their house. Um, and Harold's mm -hmm. like, I love how Harold's kind of good natured. He's like, yeah, Rose and the kids are still out. Come on. No, that's what I was saying. Like showing his soft underbelly, like literally through this whole episode, right. even in this scene, like mm -hmm. he could, he was, there was no like snappiness or snippiness or anything with him. Yeah. He was like, hello, yeah. friend, come in. I have popcorn. Let us watch the game. Yeah. 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 It's, it's almost like maybe like they need to hang out in the evenings more. Like it's like in the yeah. morning when like they're pulling up when, when Harry wants <laughs> to see you. Yep. I got a case I'd like your opinion about. Gotcha. Stomped has it? Well, ask away. Oh, a young girl came to see me. Mm hmm. She's pregnant and she asked me if I'd perform an abortion. I didn't know what to tell her, so. What you tell her is that she needs to go to Denver, to the clinic there, and you give her that number. But she came to see me. Yes. But you have no obligation to treat her. You simply inform her that this is a procedure that you don't perform, and you send her to where they do. But this is her town, and I'm her doctor. Don't I... Don't we have a responsibility to... No. No, we do not. There's a perfectly serviceable clinic in Denver. Yeah, but if every kid who finds himself in this predicament has to travel four hours to some anonymous sterile clinic isn't it pretty likely that some of them won't? that isn't your problem that's their parents <laughs> we're parents and i think this procedure should be available to women it is in denver look andy this is a small town people know what they believe and secrets are hard to keep stay out of it give the girl a number and a name and leave it at that this can't be the first time this has happened here have you or your father or certainly not Andy, for the safety of your family, take my advice. Doing this type of thing in this type of town could get a man killed. This girl came to me for help. And she will get help elsewhere. For the safety of your family, take my yeah. advice. The teacher in this town so could overt. get you killed. I appreciated that. Yep. And it's true. Like, there are people who would yep. get mm -hmm. violent and do and have and still, yeah. It's fucking terrible. They're called psychopaths. That's probably not the right word to say. Domestic terrorists, zealots. Mm -hmm. um, take your pick. We get the this, the great Andy and Delia scene where Andy's trying to explain <laughs> the like porn to her, or like just exp like have a conversation with Delia about it. Mm -hmm. And in the commentary, treats like I've been given a lot of beautiful monologues, but this explanation to Delia about why she shouldn't share that magazine around is one of my favorites I've ever done. That's so good. Yeah, I love when he tries to apply logic to parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He does um, such a good job with it, too. It's so funny. Am I making a modicum of sense? Uh-huh, I love that line. Modicum, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and it ends with, like, I'm going to go watch a movie with Sam. Oh, and Nina said to tell you you can't come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice levity in the in the very special episode. Prom stuff. 
Apparently there was a prom photography sequence that was really funny. It got cut. Greg said, apparently he said in the commentary, this was my senior prom. I went with one girl and she started making out with a guy on the dance floor. Aww. So that actually happened to Greg Berlanti. I guess before maybe he was out. Hmm. It happens. Yeah. But I'm almost, I'm almost, I didn't get that wrong. Did I? I don't know. Greg Berlanti gay. Yeah, he is. Really... Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Or, yeah. Yeah, he is. Okay. Um, I love... <laughs> You've been saying it a lot. I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> wish, wish fulfillment. Like, oh. I mean, like 50% of the time you call him Gay Berlanti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gay Berlanti. <laughs> I love that, that um, this was the prom episode because I... Yeah. Prom episodes are dumb. Yes. Oh and my so, god. Like, oh goodness. I the prom episode yeah. in an abortion Thank episode. Thank goodness. Yes. It's like who gives a fuck? Because I was even like that when the scenes came yes, up in this. We kept being like, who cares about any of this? <laughs> there were these oh fucking <laughs> amazingly acted, so heavy. Yes. Uh, deep scenes, and then it cuts to them in their fucking clothes <laughs> with these fucking tables and these dumb centerpieces <laughs> and the stupid yeah. lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Edna has a great scene, right, where she um, yes. confronts Andy at the office. Men make the mess, women clean it up. Mm -hmm. See your supplies arrive? Yes. Would you unpack it and set it up in my exam room, Edna? I've got some reading to do. I really appreciate it. I've just been swamped. Par for the course. Pardon? Oh, it seems to be the way things always go in this community. Men make the mess, women clean it up. I beg your pardon? It's like this. See, a man got that girl pregnant. Then another man sends her in here, tells a third man what's supposed to happen to her. Now this box shows up, you don't want anything to do with it. Strike you as ironic? No, it doesn't. I have these journals to catch up on and I've been busy. You got busy when this thing arrived, just like Kate's dad got busy when she needed a ride to the doctor's office to get an abortion. Suddenly, he just couldn't seem to make time to give her a lift. Well, it's not like I'm blowing this girl off, Ed. No, I did order the equipment. I ordered the equipment, and I'm unpacking it, and that's fine. It's my job. But let's not pretend I'm doing it for any other reason than the fact that it makes you sick to your stomach to even contemplate it. This is just something men don't want to get close to. Who does? The difference is men have the luxury of walking away. Greg Berlinti said in the, in the commentary, Rena made the point halfway through breaking the story. Wow, you have all men dealing with a storyline. Yep. And I thought, you know, let's figure out a way to work that in. And Rena suggested writing the scene mm -hmm. for Edna. I love the way that the, the these scenes were shot too with this box. There's this yeah. nondescript, n just plain cardboard box, and the way it was like in like the foreground in so many of these shots, like uh -huh. with like focusing on them having Ooh, these snatches, yeah. mm -hmm. just like this ominous like what's in there, like yep. what is this thing with with like looming almost over mm -hmm. these these people. I thought it was yeah. Really, this is really, really nice. It was good. I think that they 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 put the the box there facing that direction because on the other side it did say in big bold letters, <laughs> "Abortions are us." <laughs> so I think again, like really a lot of grace, really graceful of them. 
to have the, that, that box faced away from the camera like that. Really, really good. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, uh, this, this podcast is for us. Can never be released. <laughs> oh, gosh, oh, yeah. Let's talk about not releasing it, but then we will. But then let's not rerun it. <laughs> Yeah, the, our experience will mirror that of the show. Oh, uh, my God. So <sighs> they're talking about, you know, um, and then in that scene, right, it turns into Andy explaining to Edna, like, why he is having this discomfort around everything. They talked about in the commentary, like, imagining what Andy's experience would have been with HIV and the kissing bridge, right? Like, in that, like, he told the story at the end to Ephraim, like, I had a patient who had HIV, like AIDS. And so, and so like, they were kind of likening this to that, like what's the parallel mm -hmm. in this episode? Like what would his experience with this issue have been as a neurosurgeon? And yeah, he, he has that, there's a great monologue and it ends with, I don't know when life begins, but I do know when it ends. And after this year, after losing Julia, I just don't think I can be the one to end it. Um, good acting from Tree Williams, I think. Yep. Greg Berlanti said in the commentary, like he um, pointed out to treat like your performance, especially this moment when your eyes, something you do with your eyes when you say perfect possibility about yeah. the, the baby that was born. It's really powerful. Yeah. Um, and, th and then um, Edna ends the scene with, did you talk to Junior? Talk to him again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just such a great moment. Like, oh, what's going on Where's with this Harold? going? Mm -hmm. um, he fucking loves abortions. So interesting uh, thing to learn from the commentary is that the there was an original score oh, for this scene. Which one? The Edna one or the Harold one? I think the... Edna one. Hmm. Um, they just decided that the silence was better. They were talking about that. And then Treat said, never internalize the score when the two cars pull up, though. That should always be externalized. For when Andy and Harold mm -hmm. both pull up to work. He's like, never like make that silent. Like mm -hmm. that always needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think we didn't hear Harold's theme in this episode. Mm -hmm. Well, at that point in the in the commentary, Greg asked, he was like, Tom. How do you feel about having your own theme? And he wrote, you know, I've never had a theme before, but it actually goes through my head when I wake up in the morning. Ah! My, my my alarm goes off. Diddly dee. And I <laughs> get, get out of bed. And Greg's like, you did ask Blake for a CD of all the versions of that theme. And he's like, I, I did. I have it. So now I can play it around the house when I'm alone. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that real or are you just joking? No, he that I mean that's he said that in the commentary. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's I love like that he loves it as much as yes, we do. exactly. Like that that Tom Amandis is probably a cool guy. That's very sweet. Like you know, it. not every actor is going to be like I'm so Appreciate excited. I have a theme. Like yeah. he he likes it so much that he asked for it and plays yeah. it and thinks about it. I adore that. That's beautiful. That's really neat. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we got Amy and and Colin seen uh, at prom, right? Amy, because I guess everyone's making fun of Ephraim because his date is making out with some other guy. Amy decides to go befriend Ephraim. Colin's like, no, she's like, fuck you. She defies Colin. Colin has a good point though. He's, she was like, what if that were you and people were making fun of you? He'd be like, I fucking leave. Yes, I did agree with like, him with that. Yeah, you, you <laughs> right. should. I'm like, why the fuck is Ephraim sitting there like a shump, shumpy, dumpy? Like, I, it was so stupid. Like, it, it, that was the most pathetic thing about that. I yeah. was aggravated by Colin that. Was like, right. fucking leave. You do leave at yes. that point. Because <laughs> right now you just look like a sad sack looking for attention. It's fucking That's pathetic. A, oh, yeah, it's a really good point. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. But Colin sucks, so whatever. Yeah, clearly. I wonder if I'm staying, like, because, like, to be a good friend to Bright. <laughs> what? No. no. He Trojan horse her there, and that was it. He served his purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it is weird that he was sticking around. It's uh -huh. goofy. Yeah. At, at least they addressed it. Yes, I'm very <laughs> glad he said that. In my head canon, there's a whole unseen storyline where Wendell... Mm. <gasps> has convinced Ephraim to like help him out with some scheme. <laughs> and and that's why he's, he's there. That's awesome. Um and then the 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 big I think the big like uh really powerful scene in this I mean among a, an episode full of powerful scenes is uh Andy and Harold at uh I think it's Andy's desk yep. in his office. Well it's not the last thing you'd expect. It's pretty damn close. Andy Brown, left-wing reactionary, picked to find time to become a conservative. Well, I've always had great timing. So is my mother who told you to call me again? I guess she wanted you to lend me moral support while I sent this girl off to the clinic. I see. I'm not like you, Harold. I don't have religious beliefs to fall back on or any kind of moral stance. I just have this feeling in my gut that this is beyond me. That's an impossible dilemma. No right answer. My father lived through the times when women either couldn't get abortions or had to go out of state, out of the country, get some botched attempt, or try to do it themselves. Now, he would tell me stories of women coming to him cut, bruised, infected, traumatized, sterile, worse. He said that every town had a secret life, that there was someone in every community who people knew would help. And in this town, that person was my father. So when I came here to join his practice, he told me that it would be on one condition, that he never wanted those horrific things to happen to women again, not on his watch and not on mine. But you were so adamant when I came to you. I don't do this when I don't have to. It's hard enough when I do. 
And I'm terrified every time I think of what could happen to my kids and to my wife. That's why I was trying to protect you, your children. They only have one parent left. Anyway, I, I felt sure that in the end you would do it. Tommy Pinko that you are. Who would have thought? I have known a lot of good doctors in my life, but... Don't. Don't. Don't ascribe some altruistic, grand political motives to me, doctor. I'm, I'm not that kind of man. I made an oath not to some political cause, but to my father. Have her come to my office tomorrow, after business hours. And, 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 and I will say, like, this is where... I think some of the like rough around the edges or sarcastic qualities of, of, of Harold do come out in like a really like great way. Mm -hmm. um, which is when he's like Andy Brown, left wing reactionary, mm -hmm. find time to become conservative. Um, he tells his and his father's story. It's really, you know, powerful monologue about his father being a doctor at a time when women were having to get their own like, abortions mm -hmm. or do them themselves um i love that they put that in there like yep. to to, sh to to cast that it's you know i don't know how to explain it like i mean i don't have to but like it's you know these the situations don't exist in a bubble like yes. there's this this outside thing that you have to consider with this subject and yeah for them to bring that up i thought that was mm -hmm. good and and he also explains you know, I, I like the part where he's like, I'm terrified every time I do it of what could happen to my children, my wife. That's why I was trying to protect you, your kids. You know, they only have one parent left. Like, and then you could hear in his, in his delivery of that line, like this little slight crack of emotion, like they only have one parent left. Like it shows that he really considers mm -hmm. and cares for for Andy, despite how annoyed he might be by him yep. often. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, yeah, when he says, I was sure you would do it, commie pinko that you are. <laughs> um, and it kind of came up in the commentary. Treat said, you know, one of the things I was thrilled about was Tom and I have this kind of banter that we both love doing and is very enjoyable for us. But this took our relationship to a whole new level that we hadn't had on the show. And as much as I'm loath to admit it, I love working with him. <laughs> we got to do work together that we don't normally get to do where the discussions went to a deeper place. I'm um, very proud of the scene mm -hmm. of, that, of that scene. Greg shared that this scene, where the scene originated from, he said, my last year at Dawson's Creek, I walked into Rena Mamoon's office and told her that I wanted to do, to do a show that had a family where the father was an abortionist. And she gave me a book about abortion in small towns. Mm. And I always remembered that book and those images and descriptions of how the town secret gets passed along, like the secret of mm -hmm. like this, there's somebody who will do it. Who will help you. Um, and, and yeah, one of the producers said about the scene, that's the best thing about Dr. Abbott is that no matter how sensible or sensitive he's being in the scene, he will say something insulting and mean yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that scene right before she gets the procedure, Kate, uh, with Andy in, in his office. Oh. Before we go any further, I have to ask you one last time, Kate. Are you comfortable with your decision? 
This all happened so fast. I found out, and I was afraid to tell my dad. And then I did, and this avalanche started. He told me that I had to do this, and he made me come here. There was all this pressure before I even had time to think about it. I felt like someone was pushing me to do something that I didn't want to do. And you told me that I didn't have to do this, that there were other choices. So I started to think about the possibility of doing something else. And that's when I realized this is the best thing for everyone. This is the best thing for me. Okay. I love that they, they gave her that agency. Yep. Like they let her say that. Exactly. Whether it, was, it would maybe have been implied or not, they, they let the character have that, that you know, speech. Yeah. What's, what's interesting is that in the commentary, Vanessa Taylor, the writer, said that, you know, she said, this is the one scene where I felt disappointed with my own inability to express what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Watching it, I feel like because of the way we wrote it, the actress sounds more hopeful more happy than I intended. Mm. And Dr. Brown seems hopeful and happy as well. And what I wanted to convey was a feeling at peace or resigned, not a feeling of happiness or optimism. I feel like I didn't quite get it. Mm. Mm. And I, you know, I think that might be a case of like being one's own worst critic. I'm oh, not boy. sure that I, I get that impression. From I the didn't scene. get that it was happy. It seemed more like that she was at peace because she said this is the best for everybody yeah. and it's the best for me. She wasn't saying this is the best for me. She was I saying this yeah. is the best of what can be happening yeah, in it's, this it's situation. It's such a weird line to, to cuz if you start like introducing things that take away the the assuredness like maybe yeah. like it's it's going to then seem like she's still not exactly, exactly on board yeah. like it's yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's fascinating hearing the writer kind of be that kind of vulnerable on the commentary, being like, hey, I'm not sure I really nailed it. But I think yeah. that it was effective. I think it mm -hmm. worked. Yeah, I do too. Uh, we've got Amy and Colin at the track. Are you going to apologize? For what? You know what I'm talking about. I've chosen you over Ephraim about a thousand times, Colin. I've chosen you over everyone else. Already there are all of these people in my life who I care about, who I've just treated badly or stepped all over because all I cared about was you. They stuck by me. Ephraim stuck by me. He sent me back to you when I was discouraged about us, about you never remembering me or caring. He told me to keep going. You're right, Colin. I was wrong to be mad at you. It's me I should be mad at. For not being a better friend to Ephraim because he hasn't just been a good friend to me. He's been a good friend to us. They say in the commentary, this is an ode to Greece. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yes. One of the writers said, let's hand it to Emily Van Camp for dressing like kids actually dress when they're on track team. Yes. Uh-huh. And for never wanting to wear extra makeup. She's very vigilant about that. I 
loved it. I, that's so crazy that they are saying that because like, I honestly, I wanted to say while we were watching it, like she had a ruddy complexion. She looked like she was actually running. I was like, wow, how'd they do it? Did they just not put makeup on her? That's what I wanted to say yeah. because like, she actually looked like how you're supposed yeah. to fuck. And she looked like she was, was dying. Like, which is what you look like when you're running. That's yeah. what I, yeah. I have pictures of me when I was on the cross country team and I looked like I was a dead body and that's what she looked like. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a really a really good scene for Amy. I know that like yes. really been frustrating a lot of the season. How how are you guys feeling about Amy after that after that scene? Uh, after this whole episode, I felt better because she yeah. stood up for Ephraim in the previous scene, and then in this one, she's like, "Yeah, like what the fuck is wrong with me? What's wrong with me this whole time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, thank you. God <laughs> damn it, it's been so long. It's great." I, and then he's gonna die, and so that's gonna be great i gotta keep saying that because i'm so tired of that character <laughs> um we get andy apologizing to nina oh but i have to say what the fuck though i know we haven't gotten to the scene yet the, the we will thing but like what we'll the get, fuck we'll, we'll uh, get to it. nina has two mugs set out so andy's like you knew i'd come back to apologize <laughs> Fucking treat Williams looked uh -huh. so like. <laughs> you know, you know I'd be back <laughs> to apologize. In the commentary, somebody described him as the dumbest, smartest guy in the world. Yes. He's so flawed. We have a serious based on him. Yes. Oh, this is another great interaction. Treat said, "This is some of my best acting because humility doesn't come easy to me." And Tom said. It should. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? The commentary like, is another it, episode I of Everwood. This is so amazing. good. Like, it should come easy to you. Oh my and God. and Treat was like, and now you see why I like working with Tom. It's innate between us. Oh my God. That's insane. I love that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so in that in the scene where Collins seizing and stuff uh you know they were like mike was so good here but they also spent a lot of the scene like laughing about something and then they felt bad they were like oh no but mike's doing good work uh <laughs> really, really great. he's doing good work on the floor like what are they what are they doing good no, work like, doing the seizure and everything oh, um Jesus. and then tom tom jumped in and was like uh nancy wasn't so bad either as i recall you know jumping oh because it's his wife yeah oh, come yeah. that's I, funny I, I I don't think she. Did I don't think job. she did a great job. Sorry, Tom Amanda's <laughs> wife. You're not that I mean, great. No, you know she ran and was concerned. She, yeah, what, she, she was that? like, "Oh, hey, what do I do?" <laughs> I was like, Aww. "Oh, she's she's like doing quaaludes I up think, in the bedroom. Think, That's what her I, fucking deal is. I she doesn't Nancy know what the Everhard, fuck is going on." I think Nancy Everhart was playing a great, like wasp, like woman who like is like is kind of off. I think there's something like like perfect about how off she is when she's like navigating her son's health. Okay, and Tom. But no, yeah, I'm sorry. Listen, when she fucking came, she didn't like actually freak out and maybe it's the direction. I don't know. I obviously do yeah. not know if it's this woman because I haven't seen her in anything else, but her fucking acting was terrible in that scene. Terrible. And if it was the direction, shame on the director. If it was her acting, she sucks. Dude, she ran up to her son seizing on the goddamn floor who she knows had brain surgery and isn't like, holy shit! She doesn't like freak out at all. She's not like, oh my right. god! Honey? Somebody call the honey? She's honey? like, huh? Uh, Sweetie? 
<laughs> like that was just it. Look, I think I think that they handled what could have been a really over the top situation with grace and nuance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was adequate for what the episode needed because it was so it cut away so quickly from that anyway. So it's like it's not supposed to be a big. They like, should have moment. just had her walk over him and be like, "I think that's a little dramatic, don't you think?" <laughs> what do you want me to do, call Doctor Brown? Yeah, I yeah. know. What the fuck? It, pff, All right, brain well, skull fragments in your brain. Ugh, I don't believe in that. I think she was fine. I think I think it was. Totally fine. Adam, um, I'm going to give my rating as a one just because you keep insisting <laughs> on her acting being good. <laughs> I just like that her name is almost like the name of the show. Ever Hard, Ever Wood? Come on. Ever Hardwood, man. Ever Hardwood. <laughs> uh, after the procedure, Edna gives Kate a ride home. Does that mm-hmm. really mean a moment? Are you okay? I don't know. I don't think so. That whole scene uh, was... Ugh. Yeah, it was good. Hard. It yeah. was really, really good. good. All uh, everybody involved, like except my one little criticism was like, oh, was this like, was it supposed like was it supposed to just smooth over the conservative people watching it? Like, look, she f- still feels bad. She made the sad. I mean, she's like, regretting you said her decision. At the start, though, like right, but it is a complicated decision. Yeah, and it sucks. And there's plenty of people. And who it's feel okay ba- to feel bad afterwards. And, and you feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. It's a fucking hard procedure. Yeah. Like she would feel like garbage. It would like, be physically. It would be bad if it were sugar coated. Yes, like, I agree. I'm just saying. It's yeah. You do wonder like how much of the 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 breaking and the writing of this episode was like motivated by yes by like yes t- telling like forming like real characters with real perspectives and real emotions yes about this issue how was there also some motivation about like well let's also like try to maybe throw a bone <laughs> mitigate to, the hate mail yeah who knows i don't know but i mean it was right to have her not walk out there and be like i was totally cool it's great let's go grandma (laughs) 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 that would have been groundbreaking i mean come on she did a theme song (laughs) i'm walking on sunshine (laughs) 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 yes um we also get a great scene of andy and delia um andy talking to her about you know i'll try my best to help you the way mom would have oh in bed though that scene was a little weird because it kept cutting to delia like giving him this dead-eyed stare yeah she was tired i was like that little actress is tired right now and and the character would be tired too yeah of course but it like they kept cutting to her yes it was i I was like she didn't have any line and she was like like, okay i have to stare at tree williams acting for 10 minutes i felt like it was the same clip like they yes. used, you know what I mean? Like yes, because her eyes kept doing this weird sleepy thing. Like it was weird. It was a little yeah. It was a little weird. Well, it was still it was a sweet scene. Yes, like, it was. You're doing okay, Dad, except for the braids. Yeah. And then um, she the last unicorn. Yeah, you've only read it to me. What if I read it to you this time? And I little, love that. She like pats the bed for yes. him to like. God, if that were me, I would fall asleep in two minutes. I know you would be oh, asleep yeah. before immediately. You yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it like kind of caps like there's an observation during the commentary that this episode's about women. Kate, yes. Nina, Delia, um, the ladies in the penthouse speech. The ladies, <laughs> the ladies in the penthouse. <laughs> it's about all those women. 
And then <laughs> the violin, the guitar, the flute, the, the bongos. Um, and then yeah, the the final scene, they the Vanessa, um, I, I think Rena said this final scene was so hard. The scene of of Harold walking into the the yeah. church and going into confessional and saying, "Bless me, Father, for I've sinned." Um, they yeah, they were they said this final scene was so hard. This killed me. Vanessa said. Yeah, your mom called you and my mom called me. She was so mad that we did this. Mm -hmm. We got more heat from the left than from the right. I bet. But I felt um, like it was right for the character, not right. about yeah. the politics, but it was per personal. Yeah. Right. That's that but that's that's exactly why I liked I mean, like, right. Problem, like I the, hate the, religion. Yeah, that's but the problem it, he's that it's religious. couched in this super doctrinated religion but he's religious I and understand. he did it anyway i know which is what i liked about it he was a doctor before and will do it again yes what he has to yes mm -hmm. like he wanted to protect women and understands that by not doing it it's worse like you know sanctity yeah. of life if you care about the sanctity of life mm -hmm. then you should care about the sanctity of life of the person that has to that's going to get it done anyway like yeah. come on you know, yeah. You know, I, I do think I do think Harold's Catholicism is interesting because if you recall, um, the episode where they go on the ski trip and he's a chaperone, like he is consistently kind of like have has these snide, sarcastic remarks about the church. Yes. Like, so like, and so it came up then. I was like, you know what? I was thinking ahead to this episode mm -hmm. when I was like, you know, I think he is kind of a practicing Catholic for reasons that we'll see. But I do I do think that it's more like just the tradition for him. Yes. Such a, a rational scientific person right. that, like, you know, he's not. He doesn't believe in creationism. Probably, I think he believes in evolution. Uh, I think, according to like the kind of the geological tour he wanted to, to incorporate into that ski trip, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, but but he uh, that the traditions of Catholicism are mm -hmm. at least meaningful enough to him for him to to go in and do that confessional. And I, I'm wondering too, like it's occurring to me now. So when I was watching, and I'm like. That is a big fucking church. Yeah. Like I said, that is a huge is church. Enormous. And I'm wondering if it's not in Everwood. Like, I wonder if he went to another church. Oh, shit. Yeah, because there's a priest in there. Right. You know what? You're right. We've seen the church I don't know before. If that, that's just like my own headcanon. Oh, was that a different one? That was a different that's, church. That's not the church that no, not uh, a Reverend, Catholic church. That yeah. Reverend Keys teach, uh, preaches in. I just know that he went to that other church. Well, that was just for it was just for that for popularity event. contest or <laughs> whatever. Popularity contest. Uh, hope inspiration, Mister Everwood. Hope. Yeah, because some somewhere between now and then, I was confused because I didn't think that dr abbott was catholic and adam you were like yeah he is and this is why yeah <laughs> well, right i i that's what I, that's what i think is interesting because like i agree like i did not actually think that he was necessarily religious like or at least like mm -hmm. a, a practicing a practicing religious person but i just accepted it in this episode because i'm like oh they're covering their bases and that's fine like that, yeah. that he's religious then fine that's fine but yeah I, so, so maybe this is the catholic church in everwood but just with the way that they're sort of building this town it seemed too big for me when i was watching it yeah and uh, that now just thinking i wonder if that is intentional or not I, that might just that makes sense like i like that idea because that was the whole thing he wants to he Protect doesn't want to get his family whatever, yeah like basically. why would he go to the catholic church in town and be like hey yo i just <laughs> i just did an abortion right. come murder my family because that's what you believe in um yeah 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 it's interesting 
Um, yeah, so that's uh, the episode. Uh, I forgot to do this. Uh, this episode of Everwood Never Wouldn't is brought to you by uh, Planned Parenthood, I guess. I thought you were no, going to say abortions, abortions are us. us. <laughs> abortions are us. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Yeah, that was a good one. That one hit. That was, that was very uh, validating for me, that, that, that <laughs> fit of laughter. So thank you. Um, do we do ratings? Bef- no, we do TV time time. Oh, it's yes. TV time time. Yes, it's Before, time. okay. Are you going to Planned Parenthood? <laughs> Parsley, sage, rosemary, TV time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's check it out. There are four visible comments. Three years ago, TV time user mad 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 Mm. wrote this episode had complex and important issues (laughs) dot 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 and then in parentheses i love harold and dandy's friendship Mm. you get a like from me mad 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 i hope you're not too mad about it (laughs) (laughs) two years ago tv time user the fandom lounge wrote we've seen them before yes we have Wrote, oh, Harold, my respect grew for Harold in this episode. He had to do something that completely went against his beliefs. Heart emoji. Sure, sure. One year ago. Oh. I have no idea how to say this. Mr. I-U-C-S-H. Mr. Ush-C-L-L. Marukshilel, M R I U C S H S E E L L E L. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Maybe a uh, 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 a non-English name, perhaps. Maybe. One year ago, they were like, a lot of people around me are coughing. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They wrote, "Poor Colin." Tears emoji. Oh, tears emoji. Tears god. emoji. If his parents had listened to Andy, Colin probably wouldn't be going through this angry emoji, angry emoji. Ooh, yeah. And hmm? two weeks ago. Oh, shit. Somebody's watching this on HBO Max, I bet. Hot on our tails. TV it time user it. Julie, G-I-U-L-Y, wrote, Colin's parents are so stupid and ungrateful, dot, dot. Yep. <laughs> no, two people took the time to go on TV time <laughs> and not comment about the main part of the episode. Yes, at yeah. All. yeah, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been uh, parsley, sage, rosemary TV time, and now it's time for ratings. All right. Oh shit. All right. Um, I definitely a five going in. Like I, I was, I wasn't sure that like, I, 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 I had, I had a suspicion that you guys would appreciate it. Um, but I wasn't sure, especially with the, that final moment. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like things might get kind of, might be mixed feelings about it. But regardless of that, I was like, I'm excited. This is a big episode. I was excited to kind of listen to the commentary and just like, this is a, this is a big one. Um, while watching, I think uh, a five 
just because this time watching I could hear all of the dialogue and not just the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The last time I watched it, um, and afterwards, yeah, I think I think it's a, a five for me, especially chatting with you guys and feeling like, yeah, they they it's it's impressive what they managed to do with this in in two thousand three. So fives across the board for me, which is refreshing because I think the last few episodes I've been mm -hmm. like yeah, fours. Mm -hmm. KT has been infecting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? KT is next. I am. All right. Now you're always going to make me go next, but that's fine because this was an easy one for me. I would say five going into it because I had forgotten about the title, to be honest, but I just wanted to watch Everwood. Yeah, yeah. I, I had forgotten about the mystery of the title. Mm -hmm. Five watching it because at first I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be so shitty. But it kept impressing me. Like there were some things, just minor things that I'm like, eh, meh. But most of mostly, I think it was like really good at trying to touch all the bases. And like, I feel like it's an episode that people need to watch today because mm -hmm. as much as I love liberals and I love the fight for women's rights and everything, and I agree with it, we need to fucking remember that people care about humans and that's sometimes why people get so upset about issues and yeah also there are garbage people with garbage opinions like men trying to control women's bodies but and, and colin there are so many more than colin so fuck colin but like for real there's just so much to this fucking thing that i wish people could talk to each other face to face about and like recognize that it is an extremely difficult subject and i think that the episode did such a good job trying to be fair and but mostly progressive i mean it's a progressive episode it's not i don't think it was conservative because even the conservative guy was like hey you know like we need to protect women so i think that's a fucking five and a five afterwards because it was fun to talk about even though it was like this really heavy episode and I really, really, I know that this is not the rating for the next week, but I well, really want to know what's going on with Colin. <laughs> so five for next week. I'm, I, I'm very excited. <laughs> Do you hope next week is just him seizing? Oh, no, no. See, so I have things about seizures. Like, yeah. like earlier on, I felt that I needed, to, I need to clarify. Like earlier on, I think I said something kind of insensitive. Like it's funny that he was having a seizure or something like, like not funny, but I was like he's having a seizure and that's great like i have i i acknowledge that like you know epilepsy is like a terrible disease mm -hmm. and everything i don't yeah. want to like be making light of seizures Plus or anything it's like just a that specific trigger it's a specific tr trigger for me because my yeah that, that's something in my history but it yes like i am very excited to find out what the fuck is going on well i mean we all know what's going on brain issue but i just want to know what the fuck is going to happen i want to know if it's actually gonna like kill him off or like what the fuck like what could the lesson be what could the lesson be just the parents are gonna get in trouble they're not even they're non-characters denethor and dumb actor bad actor lady <laughs> like sorry tom amandis his wife they they spent a week with treating his wife guess what tom amandis is the best actor in that entire group yeah that's true 100%. So mm -hmm. just because he's married to somebody doesn't mean she's a great actress, but like 
I'm excited what if to find out what influencer daughter was there. Oh goodness gracious! See, oh, okay. don't, Parker, now don't keep this a, in. Don't keep this we've been in. Stalking oh. Treat Williams' kids on Instagram. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Eric, what are your ratings? Okay, so going into it, five stars because this episode title was a puzzle to me. Ooh. I was like, what could it be? And we had an extra week to think about it. Yeah. So I'm like, how? Why? What? What are they thinking? <laughs> well, I kind of. I had kind of like given a hint as like, look, like what kind of subject matter would, would lead them to mm-hmm. you know. So I did you get anywhere close to th- and and I said that Kate's storyline wasn't done yet. So had you gotten anywhere close to thinking like nope, it's gonna involve Kate, it's gonna involve okay. No. I'm glad. I'm glad it was a surprise for you. Nope. Um so yeah. Um turns out it wasn't a puzzle to solve, it was just like they didn't want to give it a title. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Eric is so disappointed. <laughs> you should have had. <laughs> I was hoping for some like weird meta thing right. with it or no. whatever. Yeah, that would have been fun when it when it when when it became clear that it was going to be about abortion. You said while we were watching it, you were like, "Episode twenty weeks." Yep, yep. That was as close as I got to yep. giving it some meaning. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, during five stars. I, I can't believe this episode was what how long are these? Like forty five minutes? It felt like like they cram like two hours worth it of material so into this episode. Yes. Um and then afterwards, five stars. I would give it more because I laughed harder than I ever would at uh, Everwood. Everwood. Um <laughs> at that R us joke. Yes. I like starting like right before we recorded, I'm like, how the fuck are we gonna talk about this episode? I'm like, I I'm not gonna be able to say anything. <laughs> Oh, because you don't want to joke. Yeah. And, well, and I, pro- I probably shouldn't have made some of the jokes I made, but again, nobody's ever going to hear this. Right, so. I guess that's true. So, yeah, I, I would give it more than five stars, but we can't. So five stars. Awesome. I, is this the first? Well, no, it's not the first time we've all had fives. Probably I think not. We, we must have had that for the Magilla episode. Oh, Magilla. Probably, yeah. Well, oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad that we, that we did this. There are only two episodes left in season one of Everwood. Oh, my God. It's so wild. Now it's time for predictions. Okay. What Next do we got? Week episode. <laughs> episode one. 21. <laughs> <laughs> they just stopped titling them. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. They just they gave stopped. Up. Yeah. Well, it's like this happened during a writer's strike or something, and they <laughs> legally weren't allowed right. to write titles for the episode. Or maybe, maybe they episode. called it episode 20 again. <laughs> yep. Episode 20. Uh, no, episode season one, episode 22 is called Fear Itself. Mm. Who's that? That uh, FDR? Was that him? We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Is that him? I'm probably wrong. I always th- think it's like He's... JFK or something, but I think it's I'm not wrong. JFK. I don't think JFK is the ask not what yeah. your country could ever fail. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm always That's thinking. a great you know, accent. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, no, it's FDR. Only thing yes. you Nailed it. So, what do you think the episode's about? Fear itself. Okay, so. This was around the time, a little late, like tail end of the No Fear brand. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Let me just no throw... Fear? Are no you fear? kidding? 
Look up Google No, no Fear, Fear. T-shirt. Yeah. I, I just think of No Fear Shakespeare. No. No. <laughs> no, Adam. <laughs> no Fear was like on hats and T-shirts. It was the eyes. No Fear lifestyle and sports equipment for men look i did all of my we did all of our like clothes shopping at like fucking walmart and goodwill they i don't know yeah, a ton no of no fear yes, at walmart and, and goodwill, goodwill. <laughs> for real it was like everywhere i was not wealthy at all but i had a couple no fear things it was everywhere maybe i had one that was like a skateboarding shirt that doesn't even look familiar it was like uh, maybe they, they this probably is the still newer. exist or whatever oh my but... god yeah, this is like newer stuff. But anyway. No Fear 2000. I remember thinking it was so cool. <laughs> no right, Fear. So based, based on that, yes. you think that this episode... I'm throwing that out there. I'm just spitballing right now. Yeah, so that's right. the first thing that comes to anybody's mind when the word fear comes into play in sure, 2003 yeah. is No Fear Clothing. Is it going to be something about... Well, because Colin just had this thing. It's got to be something to do with Colin. Is it going to have something to do with like emotional regulation in the brain? Is he going to be unable to, because of the anger stuff, like, is it going to be, if they do this surgery, he'll always be afraid of everything. <laughs> like, I like, is it something to do with emotional regulation in the brain? because of the damage that has probably been done so. to this kid's brain because the fucking parents haven't paid attention to this kid. Or is it like going to be just like telling Amy to not be afraid because her boyfriend's going to die or have mm -hmm. surgery and she's, I don't know. Maybe Everwood, they have a, like a their celebration for Memorial Day as they have like haunted houses. I hope so. That's probably it for Memorial Day. Yeah, because yeah, this is this came out in May. Like the last episode was sure. May fifth or whatever. So they we're would coming have up haunted houses like haunted by the ghosts of veterans. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's probably it. All right, good, good predictions, good predictions. Eric, your um, predictions are always. The best. I love what? how you always laugh after he congratulates you on your predictions. <laughs> <laughs> your dumb predictions. The No Fear brand shirts. <laughs> oh, fucking dumb. Yeah, KT, KT, good prediction. <laughs> um. I do want to circle back, actually, because I, I had mentioned that there was this 2018 LA Times article, mm -hmm. and I just want since I did the research, I want to just toss it in here at the end. Um, and I think it, and it, it, I think it has some good points that uh, we, I'd be remiss to exclude from our, our coverage of episode 20. Um, coverage. Writer M Rena Mamoon appeared on a panel called "Her Body, Her Choice," discussing the portrayal of abortion and more broadly women's reproductive health on TV today. So this article was covering that. And I, and I wrote down, I copied some of the, some of the things that she said, and I think they're good kind of points to remember moving out of this episode and into like, you know, TV today. Um, Rena Moon said the goal for all of it, network streaming, everything is to stop making it the one-off episode or the arc. It would be nice if it was just part of the conversation and didn't have to be so special and so earnest and so important. And that's her, you know, years later mm -hmm. reflecting on, you know, I don't think she's sure. dissing the fact that everyone had it. Um, Mamoon encouraged writers to embrace their potential ability to educate viewers on the tough topic, particularly young viewers, as Everwood did back in 2003. 
when it aired on the Young Skewing WB network. Um, everyone is so afraid to be earnest or afraid to be like preachy or teachy. There are so many things, and they'd rather be salacious, Mimoon said. They're trying to shock you into watching their shows, and there aren't as many people that are embracing the challenge of educating. It's an opportunity that we have. You don't have to think of it as this burden, she continued. It's an amazing chance, and every time you waste it or you blow it or you go in the other direction and message them terribly for no reason except that you want the ratings, shame on you is what I say. Hmm. So, and there's some, yeah, some interesting articles out there um, charting kind of abortion on TV and, and how it's been handled over the years. Um, I recommend if you're interested in that, uh, check it out. Just Google abortion television and uh, there's a lot of interesting reads out there. Um, yeah, all right. I can't think of any other examples, which I think is indicative in and of itself. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, except for Maud, which we all think of. Yes, of course. Well, Bojack Horseman, like, I mean, had like, a whole abortion like music video where like this musician like gets an abortion and then like it's like yeah i love abortions like so like that's the like over the top comedic approach mm-hmm. um, but, right yeah interesting stuff love this episode love talking about it with you guys this brings us to the end of our evening together the end and now we shall sing the mm-hmm. The uh, the traditional <laughs> uh, closing rendition of the Everwood theme song together. Yes, we shall. All right, a one and a two and a one, two, three, four. Do 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 do. break first. <laughs>